You're listening to Agile Strength Labs, a weekly podcast dedicated to fitness, living a better life, and a healthy lifestyle. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Agile Strength Labs podcast. This is episode six, warm-ups and cool-downs. I am your host, Christian Horton, and in today's episode, we're going to cover in detail the warm-up and the cool-down, both of which are critical to a successful workout, but many people do not engage in warm-up, so we're going to talk about them and kind of demystify why it's essential. A good warm-up helps you to prepare for exercise in the same way that preparing for a test, preparing for a meeting, or prepping for a job interview helps. Preparation stops you from being caught off guard unless you physically and mentally prep for the challenges ahead. And that's what a warm-up is all about, which is preparation for the workout. So let me preface this entire conversation by stating that stretching will not be covered in this podcast, but an entire show will be dedicated to stretching and the season finale next week. So more to come on stretching. Now back to today's show topic, warm-ups and cool-downs. First off, what is a warm-up? A warm-up is a session which takes place prior to doing physical activity. Usually a warm-up will consist of light cardiovascular exercises, A warm-up helps your body prepare itself for exercises and reduces the chance of injury. The warm-up should be a combination of rhythmic exercises which begin to raise the heart rate and raise muscle temperature. So what are the effects of a warm-up? Well, the warm-up should gently prepare the body for exercise by gradually increasing the heart rate and circulation. This will loosen the joints and increase blood flow to the muscles. Stretching the muscles prepares them for physical activity and helps to prevent injuries. The warm-up is also a very good opportunity for an individual rather to prepare themselves mentally for the game ahead. And how should a warm-up typically last, you might ask? Well, most warm-up sessions should last between 20 minutes and a half an hour. This given gives the body plenty of time to gradually get ready for physical activity and gives the individual time to prepare themselves again mentally. Um, Now, you don't want to warm up too early because the benefits of a warm-up are lost after about 30 minutes of inactivity. So we covered some of the reasons, but I want to kind of reiterate the primary reason to do a warm-up, which I've been talking about, I mentioned it a few times, is to prevent injury. Keeping the muscles warm will prevent acute injuries such as hamstring strains and will stave off overuse injuries by allowing the body to prepare steadily and safely. Dr. Bill Kelly, who's a doctor of physical therapy, stated that warm-ups are crucial to heating up the muscle tissue, improving tissue extensibility, decreasing internal tissue resistance, and increasing the amount of tissue deformation that can occur before you break the threshold into injury. The benefits of warming up just don't end there. A solid warm-up can also reduce post-workout soreness and improve performance. A study conducted by the University of Sydney, Australia, determined that the warm-up prior to exercise was effective at reducing soreness. 
A good warm-up is so important that I would not allow my clients to start a workout without one. I told them if there isn't enough time to warm up, then there isn't enough time to work out. My clients all followed what I call the ETA protocol, which is elevate, trigger, and align to guide them through their warm-up routine. Elevate is to warm up, raise, and elevate the heart rate, breath rate, and body temperature. And it doesn't require much. Just a short jog for a few minutes on a bike can raise the heart rate and breathing rate and allow you to pump more oxygen around the body, stopping you from developing an early oxygen deficit that can lead to fatigue. Increasing the body temperature helps warm up the muscles, making them more pliable as well. Trigger. You should trigger or activate the muscles and mobilize the joints focusing on those that are planned to be used during the workout. Move the muscles through a full range of motion and prep them for more challenging work. Your brain wants to protect you by preventing a full range of motion. But in preventing this movement, it can cause injuries when you overextend during exercise. But by mobilizing at a lower intensity, you alert your brain to the exercise to come, giving it time to assess the range of motion and effectively prevent overextension. And align. Design your warm-up to align working the muscles you're about to use in the same way you want to use them for your target exercise routine. For instance, um, a lunge matrix is an, ex- is an excellent warm-up for runners. Or a underweighted exercise like a round of bodyweight squats before you load up the bar are perfect for a barbell squat workout. Or bodyweight push-ups prior to starting a workout of chest exercises like bench press. Warm-up should be specific to the exercise you're about to do. This is why basketball players warm up with running, cutting, and shooting exercises before drain, before game rather, while runners do lunges quick steps, butt kicks, and agility drills. I give my clients an example to kind of um, illustrate the point. Um, A lot of my clients were old school, and there was a candy that used to be called a Charleston Chew. And this thing was like part marshmallow, part chocolate. And the big thing about it was if you put it in the freezer, the marshmallow would freeze, and then you could whack it, and it would break into a thousand pieces. Um, And that's kind of what your muscles are like, because if your muscles are cold, they're like that frozen Charleston shoe, and they're just waiting to break or tear because they're not fully pliable. Your body hasn't really got them to the range of motion that they're about to perform. But the other side of that Charleston shoe was to keep it warm, to warm it up. Then it was this chewy, gooey treat where you could bite it and, you know, pull it away with your hand and your hand would extend as far as it could go and you would still have like that elasticity of the marshmallow. And that's what you want your muscles to be like, highly pliant, highly flexible, get them warmed up. Um, So that was my example for the Charleston Chew and it worked well for my clients. Hopefully you kind of see it illustrate the point. It's not quite the same, but the results could be just as catastrophic when you think about tearing a muscle or rupturing a muscle. Now, unfortunately, there aren't many studies that look specifically at the link between warming up and injury prevention, which is why you don't hear a whole lot about it. 
However, at Agile Fitness Labs, we always look for real science and not bro science. So I'm going to cite a study conducted at the University of Basel in Switzerland. In this study, a total of 3,895 youth soccer players between the ages of 7 and 13 from 243 teams in Switzerland, the Netherlands, and Germany, they all participated in the study. And in the study, the warm-up used was the 11+. plus. Now, the 11+, plus is formerly known as the FIFA 11+, plus, and it consists of basic exercises that take 20 minutes to complete. The warm-up is recommended at least twice per week before regular practice begins. In the study, the control group went about their training as normal, and the intervention group warmed up regularly with the special 11-plus program. After one soccer season, the injury rate of the team that followed the program was 48% lower than the control group, while the rate of severe injury fell by as much as 74%. So there is direct evidence to support warming up before exercise as a preventative measure. Now, before jumping into the cool down, because we've pretty much covered everything on the warm up, I want to address quickly a point around preparation of your workout to have a good warm up. Many times people go or forego warming up because they didn't budget sufficient time for the warm up, which can be 20 minutes or more. Prepare and budget your time accordingly to make sure that you're not cutting your warm up short or worse yet, skipping it altogether especially as the summer months approach. And maybe you might have joined a corporate softball league or a basketball league at the local gym, or maybe you have children that will be playing soccer or on swim teams, or maybe you go into the family reunion and everybody's going to be playing basketball. Make time to get to the event 45 minutes before game time and eat before you leave the house. I'm going to reference episode two of the podcast, Game of Plans, Planning for the Plan, and Episode 5, Pre- and Post-Workout Nutrition, as I've seen it firsthand so many times at a track or field while I'm working out, and it starts with the sound of brake pads squealing, then I see a teenager with a sandwich in their mouth and their team uniform halfway on as they're running across the field, getting to the game five minutes before it starts. So, you know, they haven't had time to warm up and they haven't had time to eat, or the person that flies into the gym and does a set with maybe just the bar and then loads up two plates on each side and starts benching. And later on, I see, oh, wow, they had an injury. Consume your pre-workout meal before leaving for the gym and budget enough time to get a good lather going for your warm-up. All right, so let's talk about cooling down now. You know, cooling down, again, is often overlooked as many people do not perform a cool down, but it's also very important. And again, budget enough time for a cool down period for your workout. The cool down is important because it relaxes the muscles and lowers your heart rate and breathing from your workout intensity. It helps your body to eliminate lactic acid and other waste products faster and to repair micro injuries. The cool down should consist of a gentle jog, decreasing in speed to a walk, or an active recovery state that may last for five to seven minutes. The aim of the cool down is to gradually lower the heart rate, 
circulate the blood and oxygens to muscles, restoring them to the condition they were in before the exercise began, and reduce the risk of fainting or blood pooling by maintaining muscle action and heart rate to be pumped back to the heart. It also removes waste products um, as well, like lactic acid, and it reduces the risk of muscle soreness. So the cool down, again, gentle jog, slow walk, active recovery, and check your heart rate, monitor your pulse, see if you're in the you know, 100s, sub 100s, you should be good. So that's pretty much it on the cool down. So let's recap this episode. Warm up, 20 minutes to a half an hour. Use the ETA protocol, elevate your heart rate, trigger your muscle groups, and align your workout session to your warm-up session. And cool down. Take it easy. Get everything moving. Keep everything moving for five to seven minutes. Don't just abruptly stop. Give a chance for all of the blood to slowly go back to your heart. Stop pulling from the extremities. And make sure you don't faint or pass out on the way out the gym. And enjoy your workout. That completes another episode of the Agile Strength Labs podcast. Again, please subscribe. Um, We're on Podbean, YouTube, SoundCloud, or go directly to the Agile Strength Labs website. Thanks again. See you next week for another episode. And remember, you got one body and one life. Make it the best it could be. Once I get up, I can't get down. Once I get up, I can't get down.